Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast with Dr. Karen Kambule, where we search the scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Download to this episode, share it with your friends and family, stay blessed, and remember to make the Word of God your anchor. Thank you for tuning in to Ed Anchor Podcast. We are continuing with our series, Be Healed. And the topic for this episode is distance is not a barrier. One of the lessons I took from this pandemic season is that distance is not a barrier when it comes to the things of God. In fact, the whole prayer system is a distance-based system of communication with God. We pray to the Father who is in heaven and he responds from heaven by causing things to happen here on earth. Yet the whole church system has sought to bring God to the four walls of the church and leave him there. We even say it in our songs and we preach it. We call on God to come down right to where we are as if God could not do anything unless he is present in our midst and that we could see or touch. And this line of thinking has made persons to even drive long distances just so that they can be touched by a man of God, erasing any possibility of God working a miracle even from a distance. I am in no way downplaying the role of laying on of hands, but I'm elevating the power of God to work miracles without any limitations. Some people have centralized God to the man in the pulpit, and the effect of such man-directed trust is that if the man is no longer there, then the person moves on to look for another man or they just forget about church and their faith. It is therefore difficult for such a person to believe for a miracle when they are far from their point of contact. The Bible has miracles that were done from a distance, the point of contact being far from the one needing a miracle of healing. The person took a word spoken and believed and went back without wavering. The first story we are going to look at is the story of the centurion. And the Bible records that this man, who was a Roman soldier or a commander of the Roman army, he had a servant whom he loved dearly, and that servant was sick. And this centurion heard about Jesus, of course, and he believed that there is a possibility for healing for his own servant. And he went and called on Jesus to come and heal his servant. He actually said in Matthew chapter 8 verse 6, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. He was not an Israelite, but he was calling on a Jewish man to heal his own servant. We are not told what nationality the servant was, but as a commander of the Roman army, his position, his nationality, and him being a leader of an oppressive regime, it would not be expected of him to make such a request from a Jew. But the book of Mark records that he sent the elders of the Jew to plead for him. And in their plea, they said that he had built for them the synagogue. Now, it's, it's not necessarily that Jesus Christ responded because of their plea, because Jesus Christ could not be bought even by a good deed. He does good deed out of the goodness of his own heart. Now, Jesus responded to their request by going with the elders. So when you look at it, the, the elders, they expected Jesus 
Jesus to go to the house of the centurion, probably to touch the servant or speak a word or whatever that he could do as long as he was in the place where the servant was. They heard of Jesus and they saw Jesus touching the man with leprosy. Some probably heard of the story that Jesus, when he met up with the man who was uh, born blind, and Jesus had spat on the ground and made some clay with his own saliva, and then he smeared that onto the eyes of the blind man, and he told him to go and wash in the pool of Salam. And when he went and washed, he was healed. Jesus also had healed the woman who was bent down for 18 years. And he also healed the man at the pool of Bethesda. Therefore, they, they all knew that Jesus Christ was well capable of healing anybody with whatever sickness or disease that the person had. Then they therefore wanted him to be available as he was for all the people that he had healed, to come close enough to touch or to speak in their hearing. They had not gotten the revelation or the authority of the word of God. Yet this centurion, a foreigner, an oppressive regime representative, had a different kind of faith. Glory to Jesus. This man believed in the power of the word of God. He believed in the authority of the word of God. He said, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. Luke chapter 7 verse 6 to 8. This man knew that he was not worthy, not by a long shot. And none of us are worthy except by the grace of God. Jesus was a Jewish man and Jews did not have relations with non-Jewish people, worse the oppressor. But Jesus Christ was prepared to go to this man's house. But this man believed in the authority of the word. As a commander, he only spoke a word and the soldiers ran to do what he had spoken. The authority of the commander is such that he can speak to one person and tell them to go and tell another person to do something. The other person cannot ask to speak to the commander directly so that he can get instructions. When the president speaks, even through a minister, we follow the directive because he speaks with the authority of the president. Once a word is spoken, all the soldiers, they fall into line and they do the bidding of the commander. The word of the commander is powerful, but the word of the Lord is living and powerful and sharper than any double-edged sword. And Jesus marveled and said, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Luke chapter 7 verse 9. So the elders of Israel were waiting for him to get up and go with them to the centurion's house. Yet the centurion expected just a word, a word with authority. Now the difference between the word of the centurion and that of Jesus is that the centurion when he speaks a word there is a soldier that runs and does the thing he has instructed so there is human involvement in the fulfillment of the instruction he is in a position to demand an answer and an account if the instruction is not followed he is able to trace as to who has not done what was required but the word of the Lord God would not need a human being to transport it by the time the elders reached home to tell the centurion what Jesus Christ had said, the servant was already healed. 
the word of God is living and powerful and it moves at lightning speed and it is powerful when it reaches the target, it hits and brings the results. There was no need for Jesus to go to the house, but he responded to the faith of the elders because they believed he had power to heal but that he can heal when he is in the presence of the sick person. But this centurion believed differently. This centurion envisaged what we are living now, a time when we cannot see Jesus face to face, where we cannot see his hand touching us, where we cannot touch a physical garment, where we cannot even hear his voice in the natural state. We believe what we cannot see or touch. He believed without seeing or hearing Jesus or having him touch his servant. And the good thing is the power of God did the work before even the word reached the centurion or his servant. By the time they got home, the man was healed already. Now that is the power of the word of God. That is the power of the authority of God. It transcends distances. It goes at a speed that you cannot even imagine and does what it has been intended to do. The second example I want to talk about is this example of the Syrophoenician woman. The Bible says this woman had a daughter that was possessed by demons. We are not told what the manifestation of the demon was, but she was a concerned and a distraught mother. She was desperate. She wanted her daughter to be healed. She could not stay any longer watching her suffer from the demon possession. So she went and found Jesus and she worshipped him. And this story turns out in a manner that we do not necessarily expect of Jesus to respond in that manner. This woman worshipped Jesus, but Jesus Christ did not answer her. Now imagine asking for help from someone and they just look at you and say nothing. Absolutely nothing. And this woman continued asking the Lord and worshipping him. And the next thing the disciples told Jesus to send her away. You want to be healed. You want the pastor to lay hands on you and the ushers run after you and tell you to stop pestering the pastor um, or they tell the pastor to tell you to go away. Imagine hearing those things when you are desperate and the rest of the other people are not even bothered by your issue. So the disciples could not even have compassion for this woman. But Jesus Christ his response was unexpected. He answered and said to her, he was not sent except to the lost ship of Israel. And this woman still continued worshiping him. And then he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. This woman had every reason to be discouraged. After that answer, firstly being ignored, secondly hearing the, the ushers telling the pastor to send you away, and thirdly being told that you are not of the right tribe you're not of the right nation you are not an israelite you're not a jewish person and therefore you don't deserve to receive this healing and she still stayed on it was a test of endurance a test of faith a test of patience that this woman had to experience she continued and worshipped the lord and he answered still it is not good to take the children's bread so she was not a child she could not get to the master's table she was likened to a dog, but she was not discouraged. She was not even asking Jesus to come to her house to heal her daughter like the elders of Israel did on the behalf of the centurion. You know, sometimes you come to a point where you know that there is nothing that you can even put forth to say, I deserve this to happen to me. There's nothing that you can put before God and say, this is the reason why you should heal me. 
You just go there in simple faith and ask, and the Lord gives an answer. This woman wanted something, anything from Jesus. As long as she could get healing for her daughter, she was asking. She worshipped the Lord. So those whose focus is on the man of God would give up at this point and say, uh, these pastors are too proud. They cannot even come to my house and heal me when I need them. But this woman said, yes, Lord. Even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Uh, and Jesus answered and said to her, O oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. So this woman went back home and found her daughter healed. She did not wait to get a report before leaving Jesus that her daughter was healed. She went home believing. She took the crumbs and ran back home. She went home and found her daughter healed. And that is the power of the word of God. It goes even before you reach home. It has already done what the Lord has purposed for it to go. Because the word of the Lord says the word of the Lord never goes back until it has fulfilled that which the Lord has purposed for it. So you can trust that once the Lord God says a word, then he will seek it to fulfill it. Now, COVID-19 has seen people who have nothing to do with Christianity saying all sorts of vile things about pastors not going to hospitals to heal the sick. It did not matter that you are not allowed to do that in the first place. And once you do it, you are regarded as exposed and you must therefore be in isolation for a period. So you could go today and isolate for 14 days and go again and isolate again and become a very stupid cycle. Why? Because people have their own views about Jesus and they want to dictate how Jesus should do his work on earth. They actually even forget that the power to heal is from Jesus who is in heaven, who sends his spirit, whom we cannot see. He works miracles in a way that you cannot see. And these people that don't believe in Jesus, they would want to tell pastors, you must go to the hospital for you to prove that you are a true servant of God. You must go to a hospital. And what is it that they believe in in the first place? Why can't such people call on their own God? Why can't people call on their own systems that they believe in? They would still want to dictate what Christ must do through his own bride. Where are those that are believers in Christ who also began to criticize pastors even more? It was as if pastors had not done their assignment of praying for the sick. Also, it was as if only the pastors are the ones that are supposed to pray for the sick. We have a generation of lazy believers who will not spend a minute in prayer, but they want another person to do that on their behalf. And lastly, we had also the pastors themselves who also made a whole lot of noise and fuss about wanting to be allowed to go and pray for the sick. We even saw in the news a story about a pastor somewhere in another country in Africa who was COVID-19 positive and he still continued and prayed for others who were sick also. And he eventually died of the same disease. And the outcry was on the number of people that he prayed for, even those that did not have the disease. The Lord was seen by his own servants as one who cannot heal unless the servants go and touch someone or go into the hospital room where the sick person is. So the limitation came from outside, it came from within, and even came from the servants of God who believed that if only I could go and touch, if only I can go and lay hands, if only I can go and pray directly to that person, if only they see me or hear my voice. The centurion and the Syrophoenician woman would be shocked at the level of limitation 
at the level of limited power that the servants of God have presented. This is a time that required voices that would say, even if we are under lockdown, we'll pray for the sick. Watch the power of God move in the airwaves through the telephone lines, through cell phones, through social media platforms, and even through television. For some time, there's been controversies about televangelists that beat people to charge their television to receive their healing. Of course, there are shenanigans in some of those ministers, but the essence of their message was that God can do a miracle even when you are at home and connecting only through a television. COVID-19 put us in such a corner where the only things available for us to use were telecommunications and television. Though churches are now open, mostly the sick are still supposed to stay at home. So those that desperately need prayers have no access to the pastor unless they're sick of other diseases other than COVID-19. Are we going to be the church that is so comfortable with meeting as people that are well enough to go to church and forget about those that are in need, desperately in need for healing, where distance is a barrier? We cannot still lay hands on the COVID-19 sick person, but the story of the centurion beat us to say a word and the person will be healed. The story of the Syrophoenician woman beat us to give even the little crumbs and the person who is not there with us will believe and be healed. The book of Acts tells us that believers brought aprons and handkerchiefs to the apostles and took them back to their sick persons and they were healed. We are also told that people put their sick on the side of the road where Peter was to walk past and only his shadow was sufficient to heal them. May we not forget the sick people now that we are able to go to church. The sick people need our prayers, even from the hospital wards. May we not limit the power of God. May we not think that it is not possible to heal someone, even when you are not there with them. I have a testimony. We prayed for my sister who had tested positive for COVID-19. She was more than 400 kilometers from where I was. And we connected with other believers who were in different places and we prayed for her until she was healed. There is nothing that is impossible with God. There is nothing that God cannot do. There is no distance that is sufficient to stop the power of God from working. If you think about it, the whole of creation manifested through a word. God spoke a word and everything that you can see and touch was created. And today, do we dare limit God because we say, I cannot be in America where somebody is sick and is in need of healing. Where we say, I cannot be in China where somebody is sick. Where we say, I cannot be in Nigeria where somebody is sick. We are called to call on the name of the Lord. Speak a word. Somebody will be healed. All that is required is the word. All that is required is for us to say what God says in his word and let the people of God be healed. We cannot limit God. It is not going to help us. The people are sick. They are home. They are in hospitals. They need us to speak that word. They need to hear the word that is so powerful and living and sharper than any double-edged sword. There is nothing that is impossible with our God. Not even distance can stop the word of God from being fulfilled. Our God is powerful God. His word is powerful and we are his servants. We are entrusted with his word. Ours is to speak and the sick will be healed. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, your word, only your word is sufficient. Father God, I thank you for reminding us, Father, that 
with the word you were able to heal a centurion servant whom you had not seen, not touched. Father God, thank you for reminding us that with a word you healed the daughter of the Syrophoenician woman without seeing her or touching her. Father God, I pray that our faith even today will even be or even surpass that of the Syrophoenician woman and the centurion that will believe that your word is powerful enough, that your word is fast enough, that your word can reach and touch and heal without us even seeing or us being present where the sick are. Father God, I pray for everyone that is sick with COVID-19, wherever they are. Father God, I speak the word of life that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, they are healed. I say be healed wherever you are. I say receive healing wherever you are. I say the Lord Jesus Christ heals you wherever you are. The Lord Jesus Christ heals you. His word is living and powerful. Let the word of God touch you wherever you are. If you are sick, receive the word of God and be healed. Receive the Holy Spirit and be healed. Receive the power of God and be healed. All you have to do is to believe. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the minister of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, for your promises there, yes, and the amen. I thank you, Father, that you are the one that seeks your word to fulfill it and that your word never goes back until it has been fulfilled. And let this word of God do a great work in the people that are listening to this podcast. Father God, I thank you. I thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. I thank you, Father, that you can be trusted. I thank you, Father, that all things are possible with you. There is absolutely nothing too difficult for you. Therefore, I believe that many shall be healed just by hearing the word of God. I thank you, Father. I give you praise. I give you honor, Lord Jesus. I exalt your holy name, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. Please share with your family and friends. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback also and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.